Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. In this episode, we discuss the best football movies with special guest, Detroit Lions tight end, Brock Wright. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Anthony here. And James here. And we are doing our football movies episode because the Super Bowl number 56 is happening this Sunday versus the Los Angeles Rams and Cincinnati Bengals. And we have a special guest today, Brock Wright, who is a tight end for the Detroit Lions. Thanks so much for joining the show, Brock. How you doing? Doing awesome. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, like I told you all before, I'm a big fan, so I'm excited to be here. We're happy to have your perspective because we love football. We love football movies. And who else to get a better perspective than an actual NFL player, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's great. Who are we, who are we taking in the Super Bowl? I'm going Cincy. I'm going Joe Burr all Cincy. day. Joe Burr. I got I got friends on both sides, so I'm going to stay <laughs> neutral. I'm just Smart. looking for a good game. Yeah. But uh, Brock Wright, so you went to Notre Dame. Again, you played tight end. Went to the NFL undrafted. Congratulations for first making the Detroit Lions practice squad team. Then you just signed with them in November to the active roster. So that's incredible. He's already got two touchdowns under his belt. Rookie season, so cool. How how's like the first touchdown feel? It was it was surreal. It was pretty awesome. I had a bunch of people ask me that question afterwards, and it really you can't describe it. But uh, you know, you're all juiced up. Um, definitely one of the coolest things I've gotten to do. That was a great catch. Uh, Goff threaded the needle between those two defenders. Yeah, he did. And then the, the reverse flea flicker for your second TD was insane. That was crazy. That was fun. I was so pumped we called that. And that was a fun <laughs> game, too. Good way to end the season. That's great to get that many. Two touchdowns in, what, four games played? Five games played? I, play, I played in 10 games ten. total. Uh-huh. But, uh, um, yeah, so I was really happy to get those and end the season off strong, yeah. Yeah, so you're in, uh, what, training for next season. So what's that looking like right now? Yeah, it's nice. So this is my first off season, really, which is pretty cool. Because normally, you know, in college, whenever you finish up the season, you maybe after the bowl game get two weeks off, and then you got to start school back up again, um, and then you go into off season training and things like that. Um, so it's just a real grind. But now, whenever you're done with the season, you have off until you have to go back for OTAs in springtime. So you basically get to hang out for a little bit, see family, and then get back into training. So like I told you guys earlier, I. Just got out to Arizona to do a little bit of training with some buddies. So enjoying the sunshine and uh, Hell yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Just working out for a living. Sounds are you, awesome. So are you doing the Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> offseason or the Tom Brady offseason? <laughs> Trying to lean more towards the Tom Brady. Pliability. It's what it's all about. <laughs> Hydration and pliability, right? Right. <laughs> and so you're a movie fan. You found us, which is awesome. So we're so happy you're a fan of the show. What are some of your uh, favorite movies? Oh, um... That's probably like No Country for Old Men. Nice. Normally the one I tell people if I get asked that question. I'm a huge Tarantino fan, so you can pick any of his. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Glorious Bastards, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Pulp Fiction, all those. Um, And then, you know, football-wise, 
uh, Friday Night Lights is my favorite. So oh, it's a classic. Nice, nice. classic. Yeah. What about uh, what about in 2021? What were your favorite movies you saw? Oh, that's a good question. I just saw um, Nightmare Alley the other day. That was great. Yeah, I went to the theaters and it was actually in black and white. The one that the version I saw, which I didn't yeah. expect. They did a re-release for it. It's great. Yeah, I thought I thought it was awesome. Really liked it. Um, I thought the last duel was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Which you guys, I know you guys noted on it earlier in the podcast, like a few months back, that it really didn't get a whole lot of. Uh, noise in the media which i didn't understand because i thought it was a great film and the performances were awesome like jo- jody Corm- what's her name Corm- jody Comer. Comer. yeah she's yeah. great she was great and yeah. um i was really hoping that she'd get nominated for that um, yeah. i don't think it got a, it didn't get a single nomination yeah, for the, the oscars the nominees came out today. i thought that was, that's like top five for me the entire year for yeah, sure it's like that kind of movie if it, if it had come out five years ago it would have cleaned up for sure but i mean there were just a lot of really good movies yeah a ton of good movies this year came out yeah but, but i mean is what it is I thought it was epic. I saw Dune. I know you guys are huge Dune. <laughs> I made the mistake of not seeing it in IMAX. I wish I could have done that first. Because the theater I saw it in, the sound wasn't that great. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, so if I go back and watch it again, um, I want to do it in like the IMAX or where I have some good sound. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to do some another re-release. They did a re-release two weeks ago, so I went and saw it for a third time in IMAX because I had to and had to see Timmy on the big screen, and that movie's insane. But... Yeah, and Hans Zimmer's score just shakes the seats. Yeah, it's, it's pretty epic, it's but wild. it's still great in regular theaters, but I love that you understand why we hype IMAX up so oh, much yeah. because it's literally a different experience. It really is. It makes a difference. It it's is, insane. too. I'm such a big movie theater guy. Like I Watching movies at home is great, but it's nothing like seeing it in the theater, so I'm all for going. For real, for real. All right, how about we dive into some football movies, guys? Let's do it. So we we put together a list of some of our favorite football movies. And I, I think maybe start off with probably, I think our favorite football movie would be Remember the Titans. Yeah, that, that movie it was what, 99 or 2000. It came out in that. We saw that when we were kids, and it just blew my mind. It was so culturally relevant. Uh, I thought Denzel was an amazing uh, character actor in that film, the coach he played. And, you know, it's still relevant to this day the divisions between the races in this in this story and then how these these kids come together during training camp and they become you know brothers in arms and you know that better than anyone how that can bond you they experience a training camp and being on a team so i think it's just a fantastic sports movie yeah i'm sure you can speak to going to war with dudes every day in battle whether it be training camp otas or practices but then on the battlefield as well yeah, no doubt. And that's like, I put Remember the Titans first on my list just because when you ask people, it's normally the answer you get. Like, what's the best football movie of all time? And, you know, the football in it isn't the reason it's good. It's because of the stuff that y'all mentioned. Um, and it, it is a powerful film. And also, Denzel, you gotta love him. So, go. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's at the top of the list. Not to mention, Ryan Gosling was suspect at cornerback <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> 120 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> so if I he had, to bring, it, anyone had to bring it up. All right. Uh, what do you put on your list next for, for great uh, football movies? My personal favorite, like I mentioned already, is Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. And a, a lar- large part of that is me being from Texas. So growing up, like Texas high school football was king. It's like a religion out there. It is. And it's yeah. cool because my dad grew up in West Texas and, um, you know, played Permian when he was in high school. And so... Uh, so it's a big deal for us. And then growing up, that's the movie we would watch before each season started, you know, invite the guys over to the house, training camp starting tomorrow. Hey, let's watch Friday Night Lights. And, uh, and you know, also talk about one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. Yeah. Uh, I think that movie has an awesome soundtrack, Explosions in the Sky. Um, 
it's great. Peter Berg directed it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Peter Berg's done a lot of the Mark Wahlberg movies. Yeah. Uh, Lone Survivor, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's definitely number one on my list for all those. Well, yeah. Did you ever watch the show? I did. Mm. I did. And I, I didn't watch it for a long time because I heard it was, it was really dramatic. And, um, but I, I finally watched it and I actually really enjoyed it. It is, it is a little bit more dramatic and it's, you know, like, like soapy. Um, yeah. Soapy was the yeah. way I describe it, but, uh, but the characters are great. Yeah. So. Yeah. I haven't seen the, the show, but the, the movie's great. Peter Berg's a really underrated director. And I think like Derek Luke is a, such a standout in that movie about the, he's the running back that gets injured. Uh-huh. Um, and he has to deal with the term. Yeah. The oh, turmoil right. of yeah. like, he didn't work hard at school. So now his future is in jeopardy because he, he was planning on being an athlete forever. And, Plus Billy Bob Thornton's the core. Yeah, I mean, the coach co- in that, right? Yeah, and then yeah. the kid from Tokyo drift fast and furious is the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's a classic. I think, I think they did a great job just like making the football seem realistic, but also keeping like the dramatic elements kind of like, it's sort of like varsity blues in a little bit, yeah. like, which we can talk about too. Cause that's kind of like a Southern uh, high school football uh, movie as well too. Yeah. And I think the strength of the the movie is it, it approaches football as like it's the show for the entire town that week. Like everyone in, from the town goes to watch football at this stadium. Well, same thing with Varsity Blues. The yeah. quarterbacks have billboards for yeah. them. Like when Moxon becomes quarterback after Paul Walker's uh, uh, character injures himself. And like John, John Moxon is like the billboard. It's crazy. Like mm-hmm. is that real? They're billboards of players in towns? Not like – I mean maybe once upon a time. It's not mm-hmm. like that anymore. But yeah. I mean – our stadium seated, uh, um, you know, like 12,000 people, I think, that we wow, played in. At high school? Wow. Yeah, and we'd pack it out almost every week. Um, yeah, I went to a school with over 3,000 kids, and uh, on the weekends, everyone wanted to go to the football game. So uh, it, it really is a big deal, but that's what, that's what makes it fun. And if you're like a varsity starter, does like everyone in town like know who you are? You're like a celebrity, kind of like an athlete on the football team? Like, no, nah, it's, I mean, it's Brock walking into Walmart over here. Oh, my God. No, nah, not, not like You getting some football gloves? What's up? No, nah, not like that. But, uh, <laughs> but around, school, around school, you feel like a big dog for sure. Yeah. But I like Varsity Blues a lot. It's really funny. It's more of just like the kind of like classic cliche high school movie with the good football stuff as well. It's like a teen well. comedy as a football movie. Yeah, but drama. I like John Voight is the coach in that is yeah. awesome. He's just like this tyrant coach who yeah. just like is using his players expendable, expendable and just making them like go through hell just to get wins and become a champion. Yeah, they're generally great actors who play the coaches, I think, because it's a good, it's a cool role for coaches, especially that role. He's such an intense person. Yeah, being a head coach, that's a definitely a good role mm-hmm. for sure. All right, um, Anthony, what, what, what's another one you think of? Uh, Bobby Boucher's movie, The Waterboy, <laughs> classic. <laughs> One of my favorites as a kid. This we watched it so many times, so many times. The Waterboy, yeah, it yeah. was endlessly quotable. But 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 Bobby, Bobby Boucher, and uh, girls are the devil. <laughs> it's great. I mean, yeah. Adam Sandler. This was in his prime. He was not missing at all with these movies. Like yeah. he was like Big Daddy. Even Mr. Deeds was funny. And then you know the Waterboy is classic, and he's basically hit or miss nowadays. Mostly misses, but The Waterboy is still like one of his all-time best movies. It's actually a really good football movie. It's super funny. Bobby Boucher is classic. I, I'm I'm sure you've known a couple of Bobby Boucher's maybe in your past. Some crazy linebackers. <laughs> in college, we would always call the uh, there would always be one Bobby Boucher on each kickoff team, and that was the dude who would run down. He would run down with no regard for his body at all. Normally, he'd be wearing a cowboy collar. <laughs> 
and he's the guy that you didn't want to block, but for some reason, Coach always puts you on him. So uh, that's <laughs> complete madman. No one wears cowboy collars anymore. I haven't seen one in a while. Like, like what? Did Erlacher wear one? Or, he always wore one. Or yeah. Romanowski wore one. John Favreau wears one in the replacements. Oh, that replacement series yeah. one. But that's not really a thing anymore in the NFL, is it? Cowboy nah, collar. There's a few guys that still have them. Um, couple is it too easy to grab? I don't know. It's probably yeah. just not very. You're probably not very mobile with it. I mean, mm. that's the idea. You like Batman? You know, like you can't, you can't turn, can't turn left. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brock, pick another movie for us. What do you got? Uh, let's see. So, I'll go with the We Are Marshall. Is an, is another one of mine. Yeah. I'm a huge McConaughey fan. Oh, that's yeah. another another emotional story. Uh, but that's one of my favorites for sure. I just love McConaughey in it and um, and the the story of that university and kind of what they went through. Um, it's a great movie, great story. I think it's a good movie. Yeah, he's had McConaughey always had flashes of great acting in his early career, and this is one of them. He played a lawyer in a couple of movies that are really great performances, and I always knew he had a potential to be like one of the greatest actors working, which he is now. And this is definitely one of those roles where he he basically carried that movie. Yeah, because he was doing rom coms, so many of them yeah. like Failure to Launch and like the Ghosts of Sweet Girlfriend's Alabama. Past, stuff like that. So he was, I mean, he's making movies and like who, who wouldn't say yes to all those roles? You're making good money. You're a superstar. You're like ten million a movie. Like a, you're like a sex icon to a ton of people around the world. And so, to I mean, James, it's a good living. And to, dude, McConaughey, <laughs> he's the man. All right, all right, all right. Come on, he's got he's the hair god nowadays. But uh, McConaughey, like the first time I when I saw Mud. Mm-hmm. When I saw that, I'm like, holy crap, this guy can act. But I, 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 it wasn't until I also saw We Are Marshall like years after I saw Mud that I'm like, all right, this guy yeah. was legit. Like you said, he always had glimpses of being a great actor, just needed the right roles. And I think it takes a while. Like once you get in the like a, a stigma or like a prototype of an actor in Hollywood, it seems like those are the only roles you can get for a little while until you start breaking out like he did. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was choosing the money. But We Are Marshall is a, a really moving film. Uh, uh, incredible story. Uh, it's heartfelt and very endearing. Great, great movie. All right, I'm going to go next. I'm going right. to say Any Given Sunday. I think this movie's really underrated. I think Pacino's awesome as the coach, and then Jamie Foxx is the, the, the hot young quarterback coming and taking the job from the injured vet. But I think that this movie, it like captures what I'm assuming is like incredibly blinding speed of football on an NFL field compared to like every other movie we've seen with, with the NFL, but it just seems like they captured like the, the cameras always shaking. You can't see like there's people flying everywhere and just seems super confusing because of how fast it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It seems realistic to me in a way. Yeah. Even though I've never been on a football field on, in the <laughs> NFL, like this guy. Yeah. I'd say more so than definitely a lot of films. I know that was one of the things y'all wanted to talk about was, or do any films actually capture football play realistically and the answer is no mm-hmm. it's it's hard to but uh there's a few that do it better and any given sunday is probably a little, a little bit towards the better of um to be honest i haven't seen the entire movie i've seen some of the football scenes and then of course uh pacino's speech yeah uh, which is one of the most probably one of the most famous like sports speeches in a movie my dad used to play that for me all the time yeah uh, that's awesome oh so, yeah so i've definitely heard that many times What's what's always missing is with uh, the actual gameplay. I feel like, I mean, just from looking at it from an audience member perspective, it doesn't feel like they're they're actually playing full speed on camera for sure. It doesn't, and it seems like 
maybe not all of the players have like the highest caliber talent. You can tell that they're not all incredible athletes. Maybe. Well, it's it's possible. I mean, I'm yeah. sure most of the players on the field for for a movie may have played in high school, maybe in college, may just be athletes from other sports mm-hmm. that look the part. But I mean, I know a lot of people that if they don't know much about football, they don't understand how incredibly incredibly complex it is for just every position on the field mm-hmm. it's super complicated it's there's so many rules every play is super hyper unique and can be changed by just a little thing happening on the field and i'm sure brock can can tell us about like like football it, people think it's a bunch of meatheads just smashing into each other but it's it's so much more than that it really is it takes years to like finally understand all the rules and everything that's going on on the field yeah it's very technical and that's what you know if you ask me what is it missing or so there's probably two things that football movies do wrong or the reason it looks so fake. And the first one would be uh, most of the time it looks like the actors don't, they're not moving correctly. Like maybe they're not athletic or they've never done it before. You see a quarterback dropping back and it's like, okay, this guy's never, you know, actually thrown football before. (laughs) And then the, and then the other thing they do is they try and make it super dramatic and over the top. So they try and have these huge collisions of people jumping over the line and, sacking the quarterback you know like paul amalu or something but yeah <laughs> but when you do that on film it's cool and it's great for a movie but it's not realistic to what yeah. football is so but i mean that's a whole nother story i mean you kind of want to see that when you're watching a football movie you want to see the exciting over the top plays because that's you know that's what's fun to watch yeah i what, mean they're yeah. always going for the money shot but how epic would it be if like someone made a film and there was like a a 10 minute long take of set like an entire drive from one end of the field to the other it'd end be, of the field. It'd be cool. You could do it with the CGI football and just mime the plays maybe would be the best way to do it. I just feel like maybe non-football fans would understand what's happening in, this, yeah. in the game because it'd be too fast. It's too complicated, but it's, mm. it's a lot easier when they slow it down. Like It always bugs me when you watch a football movie and the quarterback, he does like a, a three-step, five-step drop. He's chilling yeah, back there hanging for out. like 15 <laughs> seconds. And like, how is a DN not ripping his face off right now? <laughs> like, yeah. He's not scrambling. It's like Chris <laughs> Evans, not in the team movie. Like, <laughs> There goes my hero's plague. He's just like yeah. hanging out back yeah, there. Not, not another team movie does a great job spoofing that. It's so funny. He does like four backdrops. He's just like looking around <laughs> because it's so fast. It's We get it. It's impossible yeah. to capture. Basketball is a little easier to do. Baseball is probably the easiest to capture in yeah. film of all sports. And the average audience member doesn't even know what like Brock's position is, a tight end. What For they sure. Would, I mean, I'm sure Gronk made it more widely known. Uh, because he's so famous, but I still think a lot of the average person doesn't really know what a tight end does. Even pre-Gronk, like yeah. Tony Gonzalez, even though he was a superstar and one of the best all time, st- I'm sure a lot of people still didn't understand what the hell a tight end was compared to a wide receiver. Yeah, which is yeah, that's a great point, Anthony. Thanks. Man. Yeah. Well, there's still there's still not even a lot of um, high school teams and even some college teams don't really use the tight end that much. So really? um, it's kind of interesting for sure. But how long have you been playing tight end for? Did you like play in high school or were you a wide receiver? I started. I started in middle school, so playing tight end. Yeah, for a long time now. Yeah. Just pancake and little kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, you, you're probably like six two in like eighth grade. <laughs> I grew I grew pretty fast. That's why I love, I love, I love, Mustache and everything, just like lining up and, and pop water, just taking kids' heads off. <laughs> Have your birth certificate on the sideline just in case. <laughs> I, am, I am twelve. <laughs> All right, anyways. <laughs> Sorry, I cracked myself up there. <laughs> I'm, I'll go next, and I'm going to pick um, Invincible. Now, this movie... Mikey Mack. Mikey Mack. He traded in the Pats hat and jersey for the Philadelphia Eagles, 
which uh, he plays Vince Papali. This, which I like to make fun. Of, I I always make fun of Philadelphia because nothing against Philadelphia sports. They're great. There are icons there. You know, like Don McNabb's great. He's a legend, Hall of Famer, and and then we have you know Allen Iverson, obviously. But like the two biggest sports icons that had had movies made into them. <laughs> Or as a special teams player on the Eagles, and then an imaginary boxer. So it's just kind of funny that Vince Papali gets a movie, and Rocky has a movie, and they're the hero, they're the sports heroes in Philly. So when it comes to film, uh-huh. where, but I feel like they could make like a movie about Iverson or something like that, which yeah. they should, should do soon. But I like Invincible. A Mike Vick movie would be really interesting. That would be interesting. His, he's had a really roller coaster life and career. But yeah, Invincible was good. Um, I the, I didn't know the story before the film, and then it is a it is an a inspiring story, which is why it was made. But like you said, he's just a a special teams player. It's a great underdog story. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. guy just going to the tryouts, which is awesome. Yeah, exactly. It makes a great movie. Mm-hmm. Do you like Invincible, Brock? I do, and obviously I'm a huge Marky Mark fan. So oh, yeah, um, yeah, and an awesome story. I've heard really good things about Vince Papali as a person in real life. So mm-hmm. um, I actually had a football coach who who knows him. And uh, was actually going to have him speak to us one year, but it ended up not working out. But, oh, damn. But, yeah, awesome story. And, was yeah. he a bartender before? Yeah, I think he was just yeah, working at that bar. Well, in the movie, he was a bartender. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's crazy. He was just playing pickup football with his friends in the rain, in the mud, in that parking lot. In the mud. <laughs> and jeans. Like, you might want to put, put some sweatpants on, bro. <laughs> going to pull a hammy in those things. <laughs> that's amazing. All right, I- I'm-, I'm going next, and I'm picking – uh, rude. No, the replacements. Keanu, and a great cast. It, this is like obviously a very inaccurate uh, football movie, but it is just really funny. It's I think it was more really made for kids because we watched it when we were like 12, 13, and re- we really loved it. It was just a good time. It was legendary. Yeah, yeah. Shane, Shane Falco. Falco is like I, I like yeah. to imagine he's a real quarterback and yeah. like was like a real guy and he lost the Rose Bowl and and, got, <laughs> and he tore his knee. Everything like he's awesome. Keanu's <laughs> like my favorite. Shane Falco is my favorite quarterback in film. I think of all time. Mm-hmm. I love that he's a southpaw. Keanu kind of looks like a quarterback. He seems like he's he's got okay form. You know, he yeah. seems pretty decent. But in terms of the realism of the plays and like especially the practice, they're just like hanging out and like eating, <laughs> dancing, like hard boiled eggs and like hitting pads like every once in a while. It seems super unauthentic to actual football yeah probably one of the most unrealistic movies but i knew i knew you guys were gonna throw it in there because y'all and so i love that classic <laughs> you gotta love keanu especially as a quarterback it's awesome shane yeah. falco i would wear a shane falco jersey i should probably Live, get one. living on a boat i want to we should have got a uh, replacement sequel instead of the matrix yeah it would have been better it would have been fun when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The end of it doesn't always make sense to me because what happens again. Well, they're the replacements, and then they're they're filling in for all these athletes that are holding out because they wanted higher pay, mm-hmm. and they make the playoffs with all these practice squad people and, and guys who are just like were football players and haven't played in years, like Shane Falco, who's 
scraping muscles and clams off the boats. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then and then they just go back to their normal jobs. Like, what what team would not sign Shane Falco at the end of that season? That's true, yeah. Like, he, I would sign him to a five-year deal, no problem. He, he led this team to the playoffs? Like, come on. He grew as a character, man. Yeah, he did, and an athlete. And yeah. we all remembered, like, he's he's better than and just And he got that. the cheerleader. Yeah, he got the girl, too. <laughs> But I would, I would sign Shane Falcon in a heartbeat. <laughs> That's why you're not a GM. He's got the quarterback face, everything you need. He's a leader. <laughs> you know you know why the quarterback face is a thing? Why quarterbacks are generally more handsome? Because of confidence. Yeah, well, confidence because when they're kids, they're, uh, people are more likely to pick someone that they find attractive looking. So they were always picked first for any kind of sports growing up, and that gave them confidence whenever they played sports. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, so it's a psychology thing. Thanks for the assessment, Freud. No problem. Makes sense. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. All right, Brock, you want to give us... I got about tight end, too. I got that about tight end, too. Yeah, Brock's got the tight end face. <laughs> There's a bunch of footballs have been hitting in his face. <laughs> oh, how, okay, how fast can uh, um, Jerry Goff throw a football? Oh, you can guys... whip it. Yeah? yeah. I don't know. They, they definitely do tests on that, so I'm uh-huh. sure he probably knows. I couldn't tell you. Are they throwing it like maybe like between 70 and 80 miles per hour? It's like, yeah, 65 yeah. to 80. Like Brady threw 70 like on a, a machine last year mm-hmm. in the offseason. But I mean, like between like Mahomes, Goff, and then um, Josh Allen probably, yeah, he probably, probably has the it. biggest cannon in the league. That yeah. guy's could throw it like out of the goddamn stadium, it looks like. <laughs> Guy's huge and just six seven. Can you imagine yeah. taking a like a pass from him? Like obviously only Brock can catch it with his tight end face, but like I'm not catching that thing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I keep roasting Brock for no reason. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you want to give us a movie, Brock? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll go. The the movie I was gonna say earlier, um, but we had just done Waterboy. I was gonna go with Longest Yard, and I felt like doing this back to back didn't make sense. But Longest Yard would be my number one, like comedy football movie the original or the adam sandler one i'm saying that the adam sandler one the original is awesome and i think they're actually pretty similar i think they did a good job of mirroring the two Mm -hmm. um but i'm a huge adam sandler fan and i think that movie was great especially with having some former nfl guys in there too like michael urban you know the boss is in there so uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's in there. That's right, yeah. And Nell- Nelly plays running back in that movie, too. <laughs> running around with those shoes on. Um, that movie's always good. It's one of those, if it's on TV, I'll throw it on. It's, uh, wherever it's at in the movie, I'll watch it for a little yeah. bit. Guards yeah. versus prisoners. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a classic. It's the a old one's game. great, too, with Burt Reynolds, because Burt was actually, I think he was he played football in college, but he had an inju- injury and went to acting instead. But Adam Sandler... Does a great job with the athletics, and I mean, I know we've all seen him play like pickup basketball and everything, but I mean, he can play. He's pretty good. Yeah, I thought that was a really funny movie. That's a great one. I think it's really underrated for Adam Sandler's movies. It's it's very solid. People never put yeah. it in the list of like favorite. Yeah, Sandler you're right because I think people forget about it. Yeah, but I think it's really good. Right, a hundred percent. All right, let's let's see what else we got on the list. We got Rudy. Yeah, Rudy. Yeah, classic all time. Probably went to Notre Dame, so I mean, yeah. I'm sure you guys watch that every day, right? <laughs> it's part of the curriculum. <laughs> I, I grew up watching it, and that's what everyone. Uh, I mean, obviously, everyone every year at Notre Dame they actually play it in the stadium on the stadium uh, jumbotron, and they invite all the students to come watch it on the field. So it's kind of cool. Um, and, you know, I was a fan of the movie before I went to school there. And then after going to school there watching it, it was cool because you'd see buildings in the movie that, you know, I took classes in and um, was walking by every day. So it's pretty cool. Um, and it's uh, 
I mean, that's a cool story too. Pretty emotional. It's not one, you know, when you hear about it in real life, it's not super realistic to mm. what actually happened, but, um, but they, they sensationalized it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, quite a bit, but still it's an awesome film. And, um, it's definitely one of my favorite football movies. I had it on my list before Sean Austin was Samwise. He was Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> I love Rudy. It's yeah. like so inspirational. And then, you know, the, the team ends up like picking him up and making him part of the team. They're just lifting him up in the air. It's classic. He makes that play. He makes the tackle. And it's, it's awesome. It's yeah. like the ultimate feel good movie. Did, did he really make that tackle? Oh yeah, he really yeah. did. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, yeah. My, my favorite part of the movie too, is probably young, uh, Vince Vaughn and young John Farrell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's crazy. That's one of my favorite lines is when uh, when Favreau's in the stands and he says, who's the wild man now? Uh, <laughs> Evo, I think his character's name, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. he was Rudy's uh, buddy in that. Yeah, that reminds me, like School Ties. You guys ever seen School Ties? That's an old football movie with like, it's like kind of um, Dead Poets Society except football instead of poetry. Yeah, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, Brendan Fraser. And then Matt Damon's in it. Affleck's in it. Affleck's in it. It's it's about prejudice against Jewish people because Brendan Fraser plays a Jew who goes to this. It's like a Catholic or Christian um, boarding school. Prep boarding school. And like they have a great football team and they bring him in to play quarterback because they can't beat the rival team. And then everyone starts to find out that he's a Jew, and then they all start to turn on him. Yeah, Brendan Fraser breed out all of those actors for the lead role. They all were vying for it. It's pretty good. It's like, yeah. well, it's like, but like all those actors are so young in it. It's crazy. Yeah. Chris O'Donnell's in it. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, yeah everyone's in that movie. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, what else we got? We got Ballers, which I haven't seen, and then Playmakers for TV shows. Okay, yeah. So TV shows. Have you ever seen Playmakers? Do you remember? You ever heard of that? So that was on ESPN. It yeah. it ran for one year. Their it was, first narrative uh, thing ever. And it was it was based on like a, a fictional football. I think it was team. Lions. No, it was, just, it was a fictional was it fictional? team. Okay. Yeah, so it was all fictional. Mm-hmm. But I think it was maybe a little too realistic, maybe to some of the things that happened behind the scenes because they covered not just what's happening in the locker rooms, but also they were covering intense issues like domestic violence, drug abuse, and like all sorts of stuff. And I think maybe the NFL didn't like the press that it was probably getting, but I thought it was an awesome show. And even t- and even the issues, it, t- it had a, a gay player on the football team too who won MVP that year, or won a, yeah, a spot yeah. on the All-Star team, the yeah. only player on the team to be on the All-Star team, and dealt with issues like that that could happen inside of a locker room. So I thought that was an awesome show, and I don't know if you've ever checked it out, but I highly recommend it. Yeah, listening. they canceled it after one season, but it was pretty crazy. Yeah. But, and then Ballers is the HBO show with John David in it, which I've Denzel's never seen. Denzel's son. John David Washington. Yeah. Yeah. But also The Rock, too. Yeah, The Rock. <laughs> yeah, but John David's the man right now. He's yeah, killing so, it. So he got, yeah, he did that thing to Black Klansman. So, because yeah. I think Spike League watched him in that. Yeah. And he's like, I want to talk to you about a role. He played football as well, I'm pretty sure. I think oh, he yeah. Rams. a training camp. He's running back and then yeah. got into acting. Yeah. yeah I, was, I always describe, I tell people ballers is like if you wanted to take Entourage and make it a sports <laughs> show. Mm-hmm exactly what it feels like to me yeah. all the all the cameos and stuff it's it's kind of the it's the same it's like instead of hollywood let's take it to the sports world yeah mm-hmm. yeah we, we were just actually just talking about john david washington being in the nfl on the spike lee episode yeah and how a lot of people are like oh he only made that teams and was in the nfl because his father's denzel it's like you people don't understand like what goes into football like these teams would be full of people's sons if that's all it took like you have to they be don't give a shit where you come from either a phenomenal yeah. athlete or also, or just a very good athlete, but also the the hard work and the the intense ethic that you have to go that goes into just making a professional sports team is absurd. I mean, you went undrafted and probably worked your butt off just to be signed into that team, and so like that just takes away the work that goes into making an NFL football team. 
Right. The only thing they care about is winning and performance. So if you're not doing that, then it doesn't matter who you are. You're not going to be on the team. Yeah, if you don't deliver, you're gone. If Denzel was yeah. my dad, I wouldn't be on the Rams. <laughs> You'd be chilling. <laughs> All right, uh, how about we run to our intermission and have, yeah, let's do, it. do a little fun. How's yeah. that sound, Brock? Let's do it. All right, so I have a movie quote for you guys to try to guess. Let's do it. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? <laughs> Oh, man. We call them Gebetto. We call them Gebetto. Meet the parents. Yeah, meet the parents. (laughs) Okay. Oh, man, that's a great one. All right, here's mine. Wait a minute. You come into my house, my party, to tell me about the future. The future is tape, videotape, and not film. And it's amateurs, not professionals. I'm a filmmaker. That's why I will never make a movie on videotape. I know this one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Brock, you got any guesses? No, I don't know. It's a tough one. one. It's a tough one. Yeah, I went hard. It's Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. Yeah, yeah Burt Reynolds. Reynolds. There you go. That's a tough one. Stumper. That's a great movie. That's a uh, PTA, isn't it? That's yeah. right. And I got the poster right here. He's got a poster on his wall. Oh, really? Yeah. I watched that for the first time probably uh, this past year for the the full length through, and I thought it was mm-hmm. great. I think it's one of his best movies. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. That opening long take yeah, shot long take. blows my yeah. mind every time. Oh, it's yeah. awesome. Going into the yeah, club. It's yeah, it's, a, it's an epic. Happened. It's almost three hours. That was his second movie, and he just like it's um, like that burst him onto the steam. All right, you're up, bro. All right, I feel like maybe I've done this one before, but I'll say it anyways. Let's see. First character says, "How have things been going?" Second one says, "Oh, you know, strikes and gutters, ups and downs." Is that Big Lebowski? Is that Lebowski? Yeah. Yes. Nice. The dude. The dude. I'm that's the just dude. Like, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> Bunch of amateurs. All right. Let's do a uh, guess the movie release year, fellas. All right. Mission Impossible, the original OG. Ooh, by Brian De Palma. Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to go with uh, 1996. What about you, Brock? Man. I'll go 98. 97, guys. Ah, are you kidding me? Stumped you both. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> I had to let Anthony go first or else I was going to be way off. <laughs> let me, let me, yeah, he pulled you made a judgment call. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the Price is Right move right there. I'm going to let him guess first, then I'll guess one or two away. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I always love watching that. Like someone's like, guess the price of this laundry machine, and then they do a thousand. The next person's like a thousand and one, and then you the other person just looks at them the like, dirty "Are you look. kidding me? <laughs> you <laughs> motherfucker!" <laughs> I want that laundry machine. <laughs> All right, here's mine. Deliverance with Burt Reynolds. Oh man, Burt Reynolds questions. Yeah, yeah, I like I did, it. I did Burt Reynolds once. I'm gonna guess. Brock's waiting for me to say. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go first if you want me to. Go, yeah, go do for it, it. Do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait for Brock to guess. I'm gonna price his right him. <laughs> Deliverance. I'll go. This may be way off. I'll say 82. That's what I was. Gonna, I'm gonna go 83. You guys are both way off. <laughs> 72. 70. That's that old. That's yeah, an old. Wow. Movie. Holy crap, man. Yeah. He looks. Yeah. He looks fairly old in it. Yeah. Well, he's always had like an old face. He like, probably you know, looked Mel like Gibson. that when he was 10, kind of like Brock. <laughs> I'm guessing. But John Boyd. John Boyd's super young in it. That's right. Yeah. Man. That movie is intense. Crazy movie. All right, your turn, pal. All right. Um, Silver Linings Playbook. 2009? 
I'm no, going, 2000, 2011. I'm going 2011 as well. 2012. Ah! Why are you copying my answer, man? <laughs> it sounded like a good answer. <laughs> That's my quarterback face confidence coming out. <laughs> man. I uh, love that movie. All right. Movie pop quiz time, guys. Okay. What was the first CGI lead character in a movie? Lead character. CGI, so not just like not just like a small character. A lead character that was completely CGI. Who's, in a live action movie? In a live action film. Okay. Not an animated fil- movie. Live action That's movie. That's a good question. It is a good question. That's a great know, question. Right? Damn. Wow. Hold on. I got to think about this. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. Get a hint? Like, was, was it a sci-fi movie? No, well, no. Hold on, I don't want to hit. It's, it's not. I wouldn't. Say, I mean, technically, it's kind of sci-fi. Kind of the lead of the movie, the lead character of the movie. They are. Yeah. Okay. Lead character animated in a CGI movie. Wow, what a great question. It's got to be. It can't be that old of a movie. It's got to be like two thousands, the earliest. I'll I'll give you a hint. It's older. It's older than that. It's older than that. It's older than two thousands. It's CGI? The, <laughs> no, no, it's a live-action movie CGI lead character. Yeah, no, I'm CGI move character. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's a CGI character. Is it a CGI character, though? <laughs> I'm going with Space Jam. All right. Um, What about you, Brock? That's a good one. I don't... CGI lead character. Pretty good guess. Not bad. I don't know. I'm, I'm still, I'm still feeling like sci-fi, like Star Wars or something. Like Could be. That. It is a little, a little, is a little sci-fi. I'll tell you that it was for another hint. It's in the '90s, so that Anthony Space Jam guess is in there. But it's a '90s movie. Ooh. I don't know. I have no Casper. Idea. Casper. Oh. 1995. Oh. So it's kind of sci-fi. It's a yeah. ghost. Yeah, that's <laughs> obvious now. Yeah, Halloween. Yeah. Oh man, that is yeah, and it didn't have to look perfect. It looked cartoony, and it was fine. Yeah. It passed off. But that's CGI. Yeah, but I think Space yeah. Jam's animated, so that's animation. yeah, hand drawn. Yeah, I think it was three D animation, so they used but computers still, to fine touch it. Maybe, but he but bugs isn't a lead. Yeah, yeah. Well, well neither, I think it actually is hand drawn, isn't yeah. it? It's like um, I think it's combined. It's like the I think I might frame right. It's like no, no. Right. That's the answer. Yeah. All, right, all right, who framed Roger Rabbit? CGI. Is, so Space Got Jam's, it. Space yeah. Jam's animated. Yeah. Understood. There's a difference. All right. Okay. Here's my quiz question. That was a great question, by the way. Thanks, pal. Appreciate that it. might be the best one we've ever had. Thanks. I really appreciate that. Can you say that again? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What two movies did Mark Wahlberg and George Clooney make together? They starred in two movies together. What are they? Marky Mark and George Clooney. Yep. Both leads in these two movies. What? Yep. Two. Huh. Hmm. You both look pretty stumped. You look so happy that we're stumped. <laughs> I'm a, I feel like I feel like that should be popping into my head, but I can't picture George I can't think Clooney. Of one. Together. I'm you, thinking of George Clooney movies. Like you're gonna hate yourself when I tell you. I'm gonna hate myself. Yeah. Let's 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 go through it. Like it's not it's not oh, the well, one of them. One of them is uh, um, a war movie, right? It is one of them is a war movie. Uh, uh, three Three Kings or something. Correct, correct. Oh, Three, three Kings. Kings. That's right. That's one of them. There you go, Brock. <clears throat> All right, Three Kings. Hmm. I love that movie. That's that's a good movie. <clears throat> Any other guesses? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> 
Y'all, really, y'all want a hint? That was a really good question. Yeah, we'll take a hint. Okay, okay. it's in it's in the Boston area. It's in the Boston area. Yeah. What Boston area movie is George Clooney in? Do you want another hint? Yeah, it takes place on a boat, guy. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Oh, I forgot. What's uh, it called? Perfect um, storm. Perfect, perfect storm. storm. Damn. Storm. Nice wow. Job. Good question, man. Yeah, nice job. That was awesome. Brock took it home for you, man. Yeah, way to go, Brock. That was all him. <laughs> he said both movies. Yeah. And they made them within two years of each other. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm. Perfect Storm's a good movie. Yeah, yeah it is, it is solid. Uh, my turn? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, let's see. Um, which president does Forrest Gump meet after becoming an All-American? Oh, that's, he meets a couple trick question yeah, after. Because like he meets Nixon, right? Or no? He Well, he calls Watergate. He so meets Reagan. And he meets someone else. Who was before? So he's the guy in the black and white footage. So after he becomes all American. Oh, wait, no, oh wait, is no. it Kennedy? No, no, no. It's um. Is it so? He, it's when he drinks all the cokes or the root beers, the right? Dr. Peppers. The Dr. Right. Peppers. Yeah. And uh, he says, "I have to go pee." Yeah, it is Kennedy. No, wait, right? No, it's the older guy with the like the chubby face. Oh, I'm, uh, well, no. So he says, "I gotta pay." I believe he said he had to go pee. <laughs> I gotta go pee. I'm going. I'm going Kennedy. I'm going Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah, it's Kennedy. Let's go. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's a good question. He, he asks him. He asks him, "How does it feel to be an all-American?" And yeah, he says, that's right. I have to pay. <laughs> that's so funny when when he sees the Dr. Peppers and then they cut and there's like ten empty bottles of Dr. Pepper. <laughs> what does he say? Must have drank me fifteen Dr. Peppers. Yeah, yeah. must drank me fifteen Dr. Peppers. I run like the wind blows. <laughs> that's a good one. That was three good questions. That was a great question. because he meets two or three presidents plus he calls Watergate for yeah. Nixon. So. Yeah. Good job, okay. guys. Wow. That was yeah. the best pop quiz question segment we've ever had. Agreed. Agreed. Three for three. <clears throat> All right, Anthony, what do we got for haters this week? Anybody? Uh, no haters. No haters. I don't have that... my phone on me. Not a scene. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I think, I think I found one earlier. Let uh, me see if I can find one real quick. If not, then we'll move on. I love I, uh, yeah. I follow you guys on TikTok. You know, I've tired yeah. a couple of videos now that I see. Because I'll see something now on my, on my uh, For You page. And I'm like, yeah. dang. You guys would love this. Oh hell yeah! But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I always read the comments because I know there's going to be a bunch of unsubscribe comments. <laughs> we love it. It's like an accidental slogan, and we get like at ten of those comments every day. It's great. It cracks. It's great. Up. I uh, there was a uh, one of the uh, merch things y'all released. I think had it on there. Or... Yeah, yeah. I did like the Supreme logo unsubscribed. Yeah, I was going to yeah. get one of the sweatshirts or something. I need it. I need to go do that, bro. We'll send you one. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, send us your address. Yeah, send me a link of whatever you want, and I'll send it to you. All right, we have. Oh, sorry. All right, okay, we have a five star review from Cat Lady Fifty Seven. <laughs> Love these two; they are amazing and really do their homework. Keep it up, guys, or unsubscribe. That's really <laughs> appreciate sweet. it. Cat Thank lady. you, Cat Lady. Yeah, who Anthony might become someday. <laughs> <laughs> Today is February tenth. On this day in film history, in nineteen ninety five, Billy Madison was released. In 2017, the Lego Batman movie and John Wick Chapter 2 was released. And happy birthday to Laura Dern, Elizabeth Banks, Emma Roberts, and Chloe Grace Moretz. My streaming recommendation for this episode is Blade Runner, the classic. It's on Netflix. Check it out for free if you have Netflix. And I recommend Parallel Mothers, uh, which stars Penelope Cruz. It's Pedro Almodovar's new film. Uh, It's only available for rental, but it's a really terrific film. But before we get into that, it's 2022, and it's 
almost Valentine's Day, so now's the time to get some goodies for the significant other in your life from Manscaped.com. I recommend the Lawnmower 4.0 Groomer from Manscaped.com. Use our coupon code Raiders of the Lost at checkout. You'll get 20% off and free shipping your entire order today. The Ultra Premium Collection also just launched. It's the Ultimate Wet Goods Bundle, which the man in your life would love. So it has deodorant, yes, actual deodorant from Manscaped, body wash, two-in-one shampoo, conditioner, hydrating body spray, and the package also comes with a free set of Manscaped lip balms. So Valentine's Day, again, this is the perfect place to get a gift for the man in your life. Use our coupon code Raiders of the Lost at checkout for 20% off and free shipping on your entire order today. Do you love movie posters? If you do, there's no better place to get your posters online than at MoviePosters.com, the number one place to get your posters. They have a gigantic selection of every film and TV show imaginable in their arsenal, as well as all sorts of sizes, framing, backlighting, whatever your poster needs are, MoviePosters.com can handle it. Use our special promo code Raiders10 to get 10% off your order today. If you're looking at our set online on YouTube, you will see that it is covered with these amazing posters high quality stuff we love them whatever we want we just hit them up and they're like they send them the posters to us right away they also collaborate with us in our movie poster giveaway contest uh we just did one with our reservoir dogs episode so if you want to enter to win a free tarantino poster make a comment in that youtube video in the meantime don't forget to head on over to movieposters.com and use our special promo code raiders10 to get 10 percent off your order today all right, let's move back into the episode. Now, speaking of Silver Linings Playbook, which you mentioned in the uh, tr- in the intermission, I think there are some really good football movies that don't center on players or coaches. And Silver Linings is one of my favorites. It's set on the backdrop of the Philadelphia Eagles. Bradley Cooper's character and his entire family are diehards of the Eagles, and I love that film. Yeah, it's one of my favorite aspects yeah. of the movie. Even though it's the Eagles, we're Pats fans, yeah. I still like the aspect of like the backdrop of the Eagles and how each character uh, relates to the Eagles in different ways and how it's like part of his father's OCD, even though he'll never admit it. And it's just like is a great little... Traits for being fans of football, we yeah. really related. I thought it was to it. a lot of fun, yeah. And I love that movie in general. It's really good. Yeah, it's an awesome movie. Then uh, is that when Jennifer Lawrence won her first Oscar? Too? That's correct. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then another great one is Jerry Maguire, and he plays a football agent. I think it's a terrific film. Help me help you. Yeah. There are a few football scenes in that, but it's great because I don't know much about what it's like to be an agent and deal with players, and I'm sure you have more you know, intel on that because it's part of your life. But I think that Tom Cruise is awesome in this movie. And I think Cuba Gooding Jr. was phenomenal as too as his one client who's keeping him alive and they work together and figure it all out. But it's got some iconic lines like, help me help you, show me the money, all that stuff. It's a great, great movie. Who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? And it's a really, it's like a love story between yeah. uh, Jeremy Maguire and um, Renee Zellweger. Zellweger's character, but also he, he loves her son very much too. So it's a really touching film. It's a touching film. Yeah. It's got a great ending. Classic too. And then Ace Ventura is also a football themed movie with oh, the, uh, the Dolphins and Dan Marino makes a great appearance. Yeah, it's a great cameo. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. And, and so is the Dolphin. The ori- Yeah, so this is... The original Ace Ventura, which I think might have the funniest opening scene I've ever seen in the movie. And this is where he's delivering the UPS package and he starts smashing it into stuff because it's a fake package to, to save the dog yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. But I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great film. It's one of Jim's best. Yeah, yeah. Movie's hilarious. 
and then Concussion with Will Smith. Yeah, which is great. And yeah. that was an important movie to get made because, you know, it brought awareness to CTE. And now there have been so many documentaries. And I'm sure you know all about the player safety protocols that have changed that was starting probably when you were in high school and, and now in the NFL as well. And, and new college too, right? Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the helmets. Ever since then, helmets have been a big, big deal. And every year they have to go through all these ratings of uh, safety protocol and stuff like that. So it's a huge issue. And obviously that's the people always ask about injuries and in um, head trauma is the largest uh, concern for people like us. So, um, yeah, so that's a, uh, it's kind of cool. What, uh, what that movie did, I guess, to um, kind of bring it into our life. Yeah. Dude, is there a fine that goes in with, if someone goes helmet to helmet or is it just the the penalty during the game? I think there is a fine. And yeah, I think, I think there is some kind. Because they, yeah. they got to get rid of that. Because remember, like like 10 years ago, that wasn't an ev- even an illegal hit. And like people were just going head first, full on dives into people's faces. Like that was, it was so dangerous what was going on. Especially someone who plays the slot like him and he'll go across the field. Yeah. yeah. And just get blindsided. But I mean, again, it is a sport where 250, 300 pound men are just smashing into each other for a living. So obviously injuries are going to happen, but you, they do have been doing, I'm sure, a good job of trying to reduce that as much as possible mm-hmm. at the end. And yeah. also it works in your favor on the offense. Yes. That's like uh, y'all saw Tom Brady probably Mm -hmm. had a quote about it pretty recently. How they're they're making the game harder for defensive players. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I like how I like how he pointed out like it should be people should be paying more attention to how the quarterback is placing the ball and where they're placing the ball for the uh, person catching it to catch it. Like he's even if he throws it off. It might look like it's a bad pass, but he's keeping the player from getting injured and taking a hard hit. Even though, like, it looks like he's throwing it like behind the like Gronk on by accident, but he's actually getting Gronk to move his body out of the way of a hit, but while he catches it. Yeah, that's one of those many nuances that the goat and other great players around the league do to yeah. keep each other safe. You're taught to always always turn the direction he puts the ball for that reason. Mm-hmm. They're they're doing it for a reason to keep you out of uh, harm's way. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I have a question about football movies. So, are those big dramatic speeches, are those accurate? Or what is it really like in a locker room? Is it just like, we got to do this and this? Or is it like, are there coaches that will go super dramatic and intense? It definitely depends on the coach. Because I've had some that are, uh, they just say the bare minimum, basically send you out there. And then some get fiery. And then also depends on the game you're going into. If you're playing in a championship game or playoff game, then there's probably a little bit more juice in the atmosphere. And so maybe that speech will be elevated a bit. Or as if you're playing in, you know, some regular season game, maybe it's not as, um, as hyped up. So, um, um, but there's definitely, I've, I've definitely had some speeches from coaches that, you know, will make the hair stand up on your own. Oh, that's oh, epic. awesome. Just run through I wish that would wall. be like a fly on the wall, <laughs> but I'm sure like a majority of them are like, you, you know, this is our objective for this game. This is where you're supposed to do. Let's change it up here. But like, especially if you're making changes at halftime. Yeah. But you know, yeah. every player going into the game has things that they have to accomplish on their end to, you know, keep the game flowing. It's just maintaining that and reminding everybody what to do and do your job, that whole, that whole thing. And then make those changes as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, just what I think. Yeah. I All right. No. Yeah. on. What is the most realistic football movie in terms of the gameplay? I'm probably biased because Friday Night Lights is, like I said, is my favorite film. But I think um, 
the gameplay. There's a lot of over the top moments, but a lot of it's fairly realistic. Like when when uh, like Booby Miles is running the ball, he's an athletic guy, that actor. So, um, um, so it looks pretty real. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd say that would be number one for me. Yeah, that se- it seems realistic yeah. to me. Like seems like they're going full speed, and it's yeah. it's pretty fast during the games too. Yeah. You know, versus the slowness of other game of other movies and stuff like that. Right. And most uh, most unrealistic. Oh, unrealistic! I I always say remember the Titans just because I think it's funny how it might be the greatest football movie with the worst football scenes. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Like when uh, when Sunshine goes in at quarterback and does his move, you know, and then rips a dart. It's like, yeah, it's, like, it's not realistic at all. But at the same time, at the same time you enjoy watching it. So, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like the replacements. That's not yeah, realistic. They went more for movie. entertainment than accuracy. Yeah. yeah. An important story. That makes sense, though, now that you think back on the games, especially with, you know, 120 pound Ryan Gosling playing cornerback. Yeah. Well, <laughs> again, a suspect at corner. Suspect at corner. And people, I've gotten into arguments where people think that he plays linebacker. It's like, first of all, his his jersey's in the 20s. Second of all, like Anthony said, he's 120 pounds soaking wet in that movie. There's no way he's playing linebacker. Maybe Pop Warner. Uh-huh. But <laughs> he's definitely a cornerback. All right, moving on to best quarterbacks in movies. Who do you, who do you guys think are the best quarterbacks in movies? I think I've already made my case about Shane Falco. Shane Falco, bro, all time. Shane Falco, all time. I'll say, I'll say, Lance Harbor and Varsity Blues just for his speech. Uh, yeah, game, nah. speech. when he takes over as coach in the second half at the end of the, <laughs> at the end of the movie. So that's that's Paul. um Paul. That's uh, Paul Walker. Paul Walker's yeah. character, Paul Walker. right? Yeah. And then Johnny Moxon takes his job. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that that's a great ending. They're like, screw the coach. I have a couple others, too. So right, what we got? I have uh, Uncle Rico and Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> All time. How much you want to bet I could throw a pigskin over the, all those mountains? <laughs> so good. <laughs> he just takes the steak and whips it off his face. Whips it on his face. Oh, <laughs> People always forget about one. Uncle Rico, man. That's a great one. That's a great <laughs> one. Legend. Legend. And then I have Johnny Utah in Point Break. Oh, Johnny Utah. Yeah. yeah. Classic. Yeah. A little beach football. Yeah. <laughs> Ohio State, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> all right. All right, okay. For both of you. What story, what real story would make a great football movie that hasn't been made yet? What story? Yeah, like what player or coach or football team uh, or story would a make a great question. movie? I um, I put down when, when you sent this question to me, I know you guys are huge uh, Boston sports fans, so I think they got to do something on Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sure someday they have to. Yeah. Just and- from... And there's so many possibilities. Either you can do him like rising through college to winning his first Super Bowl, like that's a whole movie, or even the Falcons Super Bowl being down twenty eight to three, that's a whole movie, or the entire like epic career of twenty years of of the ups and downs. I think the best movie to do of Tom Brady would be um, not getting draft. I mean, getting drafted at one ninety nine, so showing yeah. him coming out of Michigan, watching the draft. Being like thinking he's not going to get drafted, like, and he, he tells the stories like, I thought my resume I was going to need at some point to go find a job, and then he finally gets 199th pick, and then he's a he's fourth string quarterback on the Patriots. He wasn't he was barely he's like just off practice squad, but he was like 
fourth ranked because they they carried. I think they carried four quarterbacks. They that, carried him without in, no without using him. They had no plan to use him, but they wanted him. And then two thousand one, yeah. there's the story of Bledsoe getting that freak hit, getting out of the game, and, and Brady getting put in, and then the rest is history. And then I would just make the the rest of the movie is him winning that Super Bowl at yeah. the end of the year and the Patriots the winning. In two, yeah, that in might be a great way to do it against the Rams because yeah. the Rams remember that was the greatest show on turf. That team yeah. was absurdly stacked, and like no Isaac one thought Bruce. the Patriots, no one thought the, thought the Patriots going to win that game. I mean, that team was insane. They had Marshall Falk, and then yeah. what's his name at quarterback? Kurt Warner Kurt at quarterback. Yeah. Quarterback. That team was insane. Yeah. But that that's how I would do it if I was making a Tom Brady movie. It's That'd easier. Be great. Or or you could even do about you know the last two years of his career and him leaving New England and going to yeah. Tampa Bay. That's but, another great take. But you know what's actually probably going to happen is I bet someone makes a movie about Deflategate. Oh, that's they probably would. what they would. Happen. That like Adam McKay would make like a Deflategate movie. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady's evil. <laughs> but, but actually, since he's got such a, a long spanning career, like it would have to be a TV series, like six seasons. Like it's just absurd how much he's done. Yeah, but I think yeah, I like I'm, the Mich- like Michigan. Winning the first Super Bowl, well, that's really They're great. Coming out of college, yeah, because that's that's because that's an went, underdog story right yeah. there. He went from not wanting, not being for being unwanted to being the champion, and then yeah. now he's the greatest of all time. Yeah, which is I think they'll do great. they'll do a doc on him like they did the Last Dance on Jordan, and I'm sure it'll yeah. probably be pretty similar to that, which would be pretty. It's actually they've been doing one on ESPN, um, man, man, in, man in the arena, man in the arena. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Plus, his 30 for 30 is a great. And then yeah. the, he's been in like, there's been like three documentaries on Brady. The Brady Six Brady is a really six. great documentary. That's I don't know if one. you've seen oh, that. Really. It's about so the, the, uh, the six quarterbacks that were drafted ahead of him mm-hmm. and how they're all out of the league and how he was still just winning Super Bowls and being MVP at the time. Yeah. Which is, that's a really good doc. Yeah. Man. So, yeah, Tom, Tom Brady is a great pick. I almost have him, but I think Bo Jackson would be a really terrific film. That'd be um, awesome. Because he was such a freak athlete playing two sports at a high level. And then obviously the tragic injury that cut his career so short. Um, If he had been able to keep playing for another 10 years, people would probably consider him the greatest athlete of all time if he had been able to keep doing what he was doing. So I think it's a fascinating story with like how he grew up, uh, all these these crazy mythical stories about his like natural abilities, especially when he was a kid. There's like crazy stories of what he could do athletically. Um, also, like he didn't really hit the weight room that much. He was so naturally gifted. I think that Friday Night Lights, they, that character um, was inspired by Bo Jackson would be my guess. But I think it's a fascinating story. A Deion Sanders movie would be cool too. Oh, as yeah. A, as a d- yeah. true sport athlete as well, professionally playing baseball as well and playing cornerback. And then um, I think also Barry Sanders would be a cool movie because I think yeah. Barry Sanders is the best running back of all time. And he ended his career early, uh, suddenly, which no one expected. But, I mean, if he played out, like, another five years, the stats that guy would have ended up with in his career would have been absurd. And, like, when you just watch Barry Sanders run, it's like it's yeah. like, it's like another being. It's yeah. not even human. You know what would be a fun movie would be the, the Bears championship team in the 80s and how wild they were. Oh, that would be good. Like, the parties and stuff. Yeah. That would be a fun movie. That or would be or a Raiders yeah. movie. Like, the old Raiders teams, yeah. like Romanowski. Those teams were wild, man. Uh-huh. Good question. I like that. Uh-huh. All right, here, here's the next one. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna name a player or a coach, and you're gonna have to give me someone who could play them in a movie, an actor. So Bill Belichick, who would you pick? I'm going Steve Carell. <laughs> I think he could pull it off, and like he he's cool with like transformations, like in Foxcatcher, you barely recognize him. Mm-hmm. But I think Steve Carell could pull yeah. up Bill Belichick because I would cast someone kind of young compared to Belichick now, just put like prosthetics yeah, on him and make him gain so some he can weight. do like multiple points of his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steve Carell's the first one that 
comes to mind, I would also say, uh, I think Gary Oldman could do it. Oh yeah, oh, that's a good choice. Yeah. After seeing the prosthetics in Darkest Hour and him mm. changing, or he's done that for a lot of movies, right? Like, yeah. yeah, Red Dragon is insane what yeah. he did. Yeah, and then Fifth yeah, Element think, too. Mm-hmm. Right, I think he could. I think he could. Uh, get his voice down. Yeah. You know, he's a good voice actor and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So we just go out there to play uh, football. Is what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh. So uh, I gave the ball to uh, the running back, and we just ran it. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really good. That's we, uh, well, we scored more points than they scored, so we won. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of question is that? <laughs> <laughs> all right so the actor i would pick is jack nicholson <laughs> that'd be great jack man nicholson is bill belichick you think he's a little too old though just cast him like imagine 20 years ago okay jack. okay jack 20 years or ago. 10 years ago also like i think the... mark ruffalo might be able to do it yeah possibly <laughs> all right next up who would you pick to play tom brady in a movie michael fassbender oh great pick great pick kind of kind of looks like yeah him. he's, he's like tall him. and he looks similar yeah yeah i'd say uh chris pine they're around Chris the Pine. same age. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that for sure. They have similar got, faces. Got, a, yeah. got like a pretty good build and stuff. Could, yeah. I have Jamie Dornan, who uh, was just in Belfast, and he's he's a great actor from, um, what's it called? The the series Fifty Shades of Grey? Fifty Shades of Grey, yeah. yeah. But also Belfast, he's awesome. That's, yeah. a, that's a good pick because he's a tall guy too because yeah, he's like 6'2", I think. But Tom's 6'4", so it's like it's like t- you tough. You need someone ca- tall. It's t- tough casting someone like that tall yeah. with the acting chops and the look of Brady. Yeah. That's why I think like I think Fassbender could do it. Yeah, he's like 6'1", 6'2". Yeah. All right. Gronkowski. Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. I have Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Channing Tate yum. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> what a great reference. Sick reference, bro. Everybody knows your references are out of control. <laughs> yeah, it's a double, double reference. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a great pick. That's, that's a, great a good pick. pick. Yeah, that's actually perfect. Yeah. That's a great oh, pick. man. I think he played tight end too and in, in college it seems like it yeah yeah when he has the buzz cut he looks just like Kronk yeah. if you think about it yeah yeah all he's right. a bigger guy too he can pull it yeah. off uh-huh. all right Choice. last one is Odell Beckham Jr. I'm going uh Trevante Rhodes who was in Moonlight oh, okay great pick uh I, I picked uh Michael B. Jordan so did I yeah Michael B. Jordan pretty good pick pretty, I think pretty he, obvious he could, pull off the, he could pull off the charisma yeah that's true that would be a good movie too an Odell Beckham movie yeah He's a, he's a big star. All right, next up, I have I have a list of players who have acted in movies. So Terry Crews was actually an NFL player for a lot of, a long time. He played on the Rams, the Chargers, and Washington, the Commanders. Now, that's right. Yeah, and he's in a ton of movies, yeah, and TV shows. So yeah, then John David Washington, uh, he played on the Rams. One I was surprised by was Carl Weathers played on the Raiders, which I did not know about. Yeah. And he's, I think he's the best actor who was an NFL player. In this whole list? Yeah. Yeah, it might be. He's awesome. Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. Predator. Right. Dude, he's oh, awesome. So good. Yeah. And then we have uh, Terry Bradshaw um, played basically himself in movies. Uh, <laughs> failure to launch <laughs> as, uh, as McConaughey's dad. And then in Hooper, it was a Burt Reynolds movie. That's the second failure to launch reference in this episode. <laughs> That's so weird. That is so weird. <laughs> he's so good in that movie, though. Yeah. All of his scenes are funny. He's yeah. perfect. Like, they, they cast him to be himself, and it worked perfectly. Super personable guy. Yeah. And then Howie Long in Broken Arrow. Classic. <laughs> Iconic. Iconic in that movie. I Him and Travolta. Such a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hans Zimmer score. And then O.J. Simpson 
had a big acting career before his trial. He was in all the Naked Gun movies, The Towering Inferno and Natural Born Killers. OJ was, you could say, was the biggest star in the world in America at that time. Oh, Juice, yeah. Um, and he was beloved by everyone before the trial, but he was a big-time actor. And he was probably going to have a huge Hollywood career, too. I mean, he was almost up for Terminator. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was first choice. Which, ironically, probably would have been perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Tommy Brady, who's in Ted 2 and Stuck on You. Great roles. He's, he's, got he's a, the griller in Stuck on You, right? He's a, he's a computer like nerd, uh-huh. like like computer guy like uh, that's his that's his role he's got like the big sideburns yeah, yeah, and like a goofy mustache <laughs> i think um uh laurie malloy is in that scene too oh, really? as well who was also played on the patriots and then uh and then jim brown was in the, the dirty dozen and he was in uh jim brown was in a lot of black exploitation films as well and then brett favre <laughs> was in there something about mary Brett Favre <laughs> and every Wrangler, every Wrangler commercial since 1998. When he Wrangler. shows up at the end of that movie, though, I remember watching that for the first time. Not expecting. That was so funny. Yeah. In his prime, you just think it's going to be some random guy named Brett, and it's Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> and then Michael Irvin, The Longest Yard. Yeah, who, who, I'm taking Carl Weathers as the best out of that list. The best actor? Yeah, I well Carl because he's got such a long career. Like I feel like yeah. John David Washington will pass that at some point, but I, I'd probably say like Carl Weathers like my favorite of them all. Yeah, but definitely. I think you know John David will get there eventually. Yeah, I mean he's in Tenet, the movie's sick. Yeah. And Black Klansman. Um, yeah, I think that is that it. That wraps everything. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, Brock. That was a lot of fun. That was great. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me on. It was a blast. You got anything else you want to add or or anything or? You good? Nothing, nothing. I uh, I gotta stay subscribed, I guess, for a little bit longer. Oh yeah. <laughs> are you Are you still on the Lions? Are you gonna be playing next year on the Lions? Yeah. Well, I'm technically right now. It's an exclusive rights free agent since oh. I was brought up from the practice squad to the active roster, so it becomes like a one year deal. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, resign with them uh, sometime next month, and then I would love to stay in Detroit. That'd be awesome. Good luck, man. Hell yeah, man. So happy for you. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Be sure to check out and follow Brock's next season. You can find him on Instagram at, what, like Brock Wright on Instagram or something? Yeah, at at Brock J. Wright. At Brock J. Wright. Thanks so much, pal. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Raiders of the Lost podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.